wake up. Hisiondonto. Ooh, what language is that? Ooh, it's Swahili. Love it. <laughs> that sounds the- really cool, actually. It does, doesn't it? Swahili mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite languages. Don't ask me why. <laughs> okay. That was uh, Joy in Swahili saying, this is not a dream. Thank you for coming to our podcast Thank again. Thank you for tuning in another week. Yes. And for all the good feedback and being here. Mm-hmm. All the support we've been getting has been incredible. Thank Amazing. you guys so much. Thank you, guys. We have so much fun every week. We've been looking forward to this. Honestly, I look forward to it. Like, the minute we finish, like, recording, I'm like, I'm ready. And then, like, I'll listen to it when it's, like, released on Monday. And then I'm like, wait, when's the next one? I was like, oh, wait, we haven't even recorded it. (laughs) Yeah, so Joy also can't stop herself from telling me what she's going to do the next week. (laughs) Like, she sent me a picture, and she's like, do you know what this is? And I was like, oh, she's not just going to straight up tell me this time. but don't say anything. I did find out what it was. Yeah, she like instantly said it. And I was like, are you joking me? I was like, I hate you. Uh, Yeah. I was trying to send her teasers and it over teased. (laughs) It just straight spoiled it. But this week is a, it's such an involved story. I was like, whoa, she's going to tackle it. Okay. All right. All right. I was ready. I still like, I could go even more in depth, but like, I feel like I did pretty good. And just so you know, I did kind of jump around a little bit. You hear those pages flapping? That's right. right. She wrote the notes down again. (laughs) Okay. Let's count together. One. Two, three, four, five, this six, is front and back, seven, eight, front and nine, back. ten, more than last time, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Oh, shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's well, do it. Lucky number 13 for a very <clears throat> spooky episode. It's a spooky episode. Uh, I actually had some crazy stuff happen that we will go into. Oh, my God. I'm so ready. Oh, Can we get started? Can we get yep. started? Yep. Let's okay. do this. Let's do okay. It. I don't want to say what I'm doing. I like to read a little bit first. Ah, uh, shit. All right. <coughs> I just choked on the chocolate. <laughs> okay. 6.30 p.m., November 13th, 1974. Ronald DeFeo Jr., 23 at the time, burst into Henry's Bar in Long Island, yelling, you gotta help me. I think my mother and father are shot. A small group from the bar followed Ronald... Um, back to 112 Ocean Avenue, and both wait and, a little, and found both Ronald's parents dead in their beds, along with his sister Dawn, 18, Allison, 13, and his brothers Mark, who is 12, and John Matthew, Jeez. who is nine. And the cause of death: gunshots. Okay. All right. Ronald told police of a mob hitman, and as questions ensued, the real killer came to light. This is a quote from Ronald DeFario Jr. Once I started, I just couldn't stop. It went so fast. He confessed to murdering his entire family. So he went in and was like, oh, it's a mob hitman. And then they started questioning him, and then he was like, okay, I did it. You're like, all right, fine. I can't handle the pressure of one Mm -hmm. question. Got it. And this is the real Amityville horror. Jeez, this is such a, like, Mm -hmm. such a famous and huge case. There's so much to it. But I don't, there's so much to it that I don't know any more than, like, I've seen the original Mm -hmm. Amityville Horror from, like, the 70s or whatever that was made. And that's it. That's all I know. Oh, well, here we go. (laughs) And the fun part, too, is, like, I know a lot about I guess kind of a lot about it Mm -hmm. but um, I actually didn't know much about the murders it pretty much just shows like a crazy guy just shoots his family 
Okay. But there's actually a lot more to it. I remember like specific parts of the movie where like all the crosses turn upside down and like everyone like falls into a vat of blood or something in the basement. That's all I remember from like being a kid. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this is just the beginning. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to get back to that part later. I have arrows all over my entire paper. Okay, so Ronald Butch DeFeo Jr. was born September 26, 1951 in Brooklyn, New York. New York. (laughs) I heard that accent. The oldest of five kids, and his dad worked at the Buick dealership um, and was like a comfortable, like middle upper class lifestyle. And the dad had a short temper and would fight with his wife and the kids, especially Ronald Jr. Mm -hmm. Um, Also picked on at school for being overweight. He would start to kind of get a little bit more angry at the world. Um, He began lashing out as he got older and denied getting help, even though he was taken to a psychiatrist. His parents started using money to fix, quote, fix Ronald instead of like by buying him things. And they even bought him a $14,000 speedboat. Sorry. What year is this? Uh, Like the 70s. Oh, oh my god. This is like 60s, 70s. So oh. like that was a lot of money. Oh my god. We learned last week that like 60,000 turns into 80,000 or something and <laughs> 50,000 like, turned into like 83,000. That's disgusting. Yeah. I'm upset about it. And that's only from like the 90s to oh, 2018. So crazy. So like you can imagine what like $14,000 mm-hmm. speedboat was. That's crazy. And so they just kept buying him stuff instead of fixing him, like helping him get help. Because he just wouldn't wouldn't go, okay. Which obviously was going to help. That's that's. I mean, that's one way to fix it, right? right? Am I right? It's that's totally not proven make to it fix worse. it. Yeah, oh, it's no. good. So they just kept giving him money and like buying that's, him. Things. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Totally that's reasonable. What I would do. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> By seventeen, Ronald Jr. Um, started using heroin and LDS. Oh, see, it's what fixing him. Yeah. What else are you gonna do with that money? I'm gonna freaking buy heroin and Jesus. LDS. Lucy in the sky. Did you just say LDS? That? <laughs> oh my god he was buying all the mormons oh my god he was buying lsd i wrote down lds not only that but he said lds twice <laughs> all right so he's buying he's mormons bought. heroin <laughs> okay so he was expelled from school for violence and um the parents just kept continuing to give him gifts. Like, honestly, okay. I'm sorry. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I'm eating chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> so they literally saw him getting into the worst trouble you can get into, mm-hmm. just going, like, on the fast track to terribleness. And they were like, you know what? Let's keep doing what we've been doing because it seems yeah. to be working. It's working. He got expelled from school. Does, That's it, good. does anybody question this? He like, this is so least, bizarre. He made at least a 17. That's so weird. That's so bizarre. Okay. I know. So at 18, they even gave him the most pride position at the dealership with no expectations. So they were like, here's like one of the highest freaking positions at the dealership, but like we don't expect you to do anything. Nope. I'd be pissed if I worked at the dealership. (laughs) Like seriously. So he earned weekly checks no matter his attendance. So he barely show up. Oh my God, my dream. I know. Same. So he'd barely show up, um, and he barely did anything when he was there. Um, He used the money that he earned, obviously, on alcohol, on his new car that his parents bought him. Did he buy more heroin? on drugs. (laughs) More Mormons. Guns. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. He liked guns. So 
not that there's anything like we're not going into politics okay y'all <laughs> he bought some guns and it's the 70s <laughs> <laughs> um so he began to like get i can't even read my own handwriting what does that say he oh he just began to get more violent with age um and at at one time he even threatened to shoot one of his friends with a rifle and then like acted like he never said it God, the red like, flags. Yeah, right? Um, and he also had an argument with his father and tried to shoot him with a shotgun, but it happened to malfunction, and so it didn't shoot him. Red flag much? Let yeah. me guess. They didn't do anything about it. Nope. Okay. Uh, the father literally left and just walked away in like, shock. Bye. Yeah. Oh, God, this is so stupid. Yeah. So, in 1974, Ronald was unhappy with his salary and stole $20,000 with a friend and pretended like it was a botched robbery. Okay. When questioned by the police, he, like, raged. And when he was asked to go into the station, he refused to look at any mugshots of possible suspects. Okay. So, like, that's kind of fishy. Like, All right. no, I won't look at anything and stop asking me questions. <laughs> <laughs> um. When Ronald Sr. was questioned, um, like, by the police and questioned Ronald Jr., like, what was going on, Ronald literally threatened to kill his dad. Uh... So, when his dad, who works at the dealership, was mm-hmm. like, hey, do you know where that money went? He's like, I'm going to kill you. Oh. <laughs> Early morning of November 13th, 1974, mm-hmm. Ronald got a... 35 caliber rifle from his stash and shot his parents while they were sleeping he then shot his two brothers and then he shot his two sisters point blank in their bedrooms did they not wake up when they heard the first shot so this is that's what something that's weird Mm -hmm. this all happened in a mammer of 15 minutes so so, oh what so he killed them all in 15 minutes they all were found laying on their stomachs nobody had gotten up or moved and none of the neighbors heard gunshots. All they what heard the was a dog barking. What the fuck? Yeah. So there's some really weird things where some people think maybe he didn't do it alone or something else possibly supernatural. I cannot think. Okay, there's lots of questions. Mm-hmm. How? And they didn't find any drugs in their systems. Nothing. Like nothing that would have knocked them out. How? Yeah. How do they know that he didn't just tell them to lay down on the bed? It was... They said that it could have possibly been, like, he moved, like, repositioned the bodies, but it just didn't make sense with, like, where the, like, gunshots were. Yeah, like, the, the blood splatter and everything. I, I get I that, but like what if they got out of bed and then he was like, "If I, I'm going to shoot you if you don't go lay down on the bed, and they did it and he just shot him anyway? I feel like you would have seen some kind of signs of struggle or they would have been crying on the pillow or, like, something, but they were, like, mm. just, like, asleep. Like, there was no, like, things okay. with their face, like, being upset or, like, anything. They just, like, looked like they were all still sleeping. Did the whole family sleep on their stomachs? Okay. I'm yeah, just, that's what's so weird. Is it's literally all the same positions. So like, there's confused. a lot of weird things with the murder that they couldn't really figure out. All right. Chop, so chop, fine. 70s cops. Come on. I can right? do better than Come you on. already. Let's Come do it. On. Figure it out. <laughs> he then showered, put the gun and his bloody clothes in a pillowcase, dumped the pillowcase in a storm drain, and went to work at 6 a.m. Ew, 6 a.m. work. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's the horror. <laughs> and that's the real Amityville horror. <laughs> the end. Go home. <laughs> she says. So that's dark. When I know. He just like went to work. And it gets like worse. So 
Yeah. I swear to God, I'm going to stop interrupting no, and asking questions. But I'm, I'm just like, God. So at this point, there, mm-hmm. there's no motive that we know of. Like, we Besides don't. Besides maybe he was just like, He just grew upset. up as a troubled kid is all really what it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A troubled kid who Because his parents, doesn't, he doesn't sound like he had a bad family life and his parents mm-hmm. didn't treat him bad from what it sounds I like. I guess like the dad would like try to pick fights when they were younger, but like then they just kind of kept buying him stuff. So it was like kind of a weird That's thing weird. where it's like. Why are you acting like this? I can't figure it out. Yeah. From what you've said, I I can't figure it out. Yeah. It's really, really weird. So it could have been drugs. I don't know. Okay. But when asked why his dad didn't come to work, Ronald calls him saying, um, called at home, like pretending to call home, saying he didn't know and then said he couldn't reach anybody. And at one point around noon, he just said that he was bored and wanted to hang out with friends. So he left work to go hang out with friends. This guy is the most privileged <laughs> douchebag I've ever jerk. in my life ever yeah. even known. Oh, my God. They say millennials. It's obviously 70s. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's horrible. Seriously. So at 6 p.m., he called a friend to fake surprise stating that someone broke into his house and shot his family Jesus and then Christ. went to the par in hysterics. So the, he went to the where? The bar where oh. they first like where, you know, he was like, oh, my gosh, somebody shot my family at the very beginning. Why did the he Henry's go into bar. the bar? Probably to make it look like he was like totally hysterical. Like he didn't want to be at the scene. He probably wanted to be like, oh, you were so upset that you like literally ran to find somebody. Oh, like because the bar mm-hmm. is like closer than like a police station would be. I yeah. Guess. And they feel like he hung out with friends just to have an alibi, too. Hmm. So when questioned by police, he blamed the mob and said his family was alive when he had left for work. Oh, okay. Which they weren't. Um, When searching for clues, the police found a box for the new rifle (laughs) that was used in the shooting. And then Ronald just crumbled. Oh, my God. Good job, Ronald. He then just confessed to everything that he had done. Um, On trial, he pleaded insanity, saying that the voices told him to do it. Um, he was proven to have disassociative personality disorder and mm-hmm. was sentenced to um, have been turned down for any parole, and he's still alive. So he's sentenced for 25 years. That's it? Wait. Yeah, 25 that, years to wait, life for what six the? accounts of murder. But they, I think they ended up changing it to, like, six like consecutive lifetimes of murder. Six consecutive life sentences? Mm-hmm. Okay, they changed it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which is good because that would suck. <laughs> like 25 years? What? Yeah. So, and he's, so he's actually still alive right now. How old is he? So, he's I mean, he's probably not that old. 18 and 74. Oh, oh, sorry. He was pretty young. Okay. So, he has maybe like 50s now. He was born in 51. So, like 60s? 60s. Same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I um, forgot he was so young in the yeah, 70s. So crazy. Okay. Yeah. So, 18 oh my god oh i can't all right sorry yeah, kill the whole family i can't yeah at 18 That's and disgusting. so there were a lot of like weird things like the whole like 15 minutes nobody heard gunshots like that they were all like found in the same position but he obviously was sentenced but he did have mental problems okay all right so That's let's true. just say he killed the family because he had an actual mental like yeah. health issue and they really weren't sure if he had worked alone but they couldn't find any evidence for anybody else being there okay so 
he was like sentenced for second degree murder and i feel like people always say first or second degree but not everybody knows what they are so i just like put a little like info um second degree murder is the intention of killing without premeditation and was not planned nor committed in the heat of passion so it wasn't it was almost like let's say I don't know. Let's say Jim got cheated on by his wife with Paul. Jim mm-hmm. sees Paul in a car. He shoots both Paul and the driver. Second degree would be the murder of the driver. Gotcha. So I thought that that was kind of interesting that it wasn't like they said it wasn't even the heat of the moment. Like so there's planned. they proved that there was no premeditation, but wouldn't mm-hmm. wouldn't like buying the gun. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. So it's just a little bit weird, but also it's the 70s. So okay. I don't know. All right. Here we go. All right. That's why you got less time. So Amityville is a very small town at the south edge of Long Island. Um, It was first settled in 1653 and eventually became known for its giant hotels. Oh, quaint hotels and large homes. I thought you were going to say giant tortoises by the way you were saying that. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) But really not a whole lot of like exciting things happened until the murder of the DeFeo family. (laughs) Quote unquote exciting. Um. A year to the day is when he was sentenced for the murders. A month after that, George Lutz moved into that home with his family. That's what the movie's about. Mm -hmm. That guy. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. The dad. No, I'm just an idiot. Okay. Got it. I did a lot of different research. So if you kind of Uh, notice me jumping around, that's why. Yeah, she did. She did warn me at the beginning of this. She's like, this is kind of all over the place. This is all over the place. It's all right. I got it. I got it. I'm ready. So December 1975. So a year and a month to the day. Okay. George and Kathy Lutz and their kids, Daniel, who is nine. Christopher, who is seven, and Melissa, who is five, moved into the home. BB. Oh, God. Did they know what happened there? I honestly don't think that they knew it was that home. That's like so soon after. And they bought it for $80,000. Was that a lot back in the day? It sold in 2007 for like. I mean, it's. 90. I mean, for like 970. (laughs) $90,000. $90,000. I'm moving to Long Island where everything's super cheap. I feel like it was definitely still. Um, it was. I was kind of. I couldn't get a straight answer. Whether is it I a nice house? Not. It was a pretty nice house, but the creepy part is, is most of the furniture from the family was still there and not moved since the murder. The I'd, beds. I'd throw up. The beds. I'm sure they took off the sheets and the mattress. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, can you imagine? I don't know if the beds were still there, but like the couches yeah. and everything like that. Oh, my God. I have a hard time. No. It's, mm-hmm. it's the 70s. They probably didn't disclose the murder. So. Uh, <laughs> so creepy. So the couple was, they were non-practicing Christians. Um, but upon hearing the history of the house, I don't know if they knew that before or after. But mm-hmm. as they were moving in, they insisted on having it blessed as they moved in everything. Okay. So a Catholic priest began blessing the house as the family unpacked um, when he heard a voice say, get out. Nope. And- Mm-hmm. All right, I'd be like, children, children, floor. let's go. Corral those children. Uh-huh. Wait, second, what'd you say? Sorry. In the room on the second floor. And in an interview with Lorraine Warren, so the Warrens from like the Conjuring, the Annabelle movies, they're real people, in case people didn't know, and they actually investigated this house, and it was mm-hmm. the worst thing that they'd ever investigated. Uh, like, like throughout their whole Still haunts them careers. to this day. Like, yeah. So, um, like, during the interview, which was, like, only a few years ago, mm-hmm. Lorraine even said that she would not talk about this on a plane because she scared it would come back and, crash like, the crash plane. the plane. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I got the goosebumps. Yeah. So, in that interview – oh, my God, I'm getting freaked out. So, in that interview, um, <laughs> the priest also told 
Lorraine that he was slapped across the face, but he didn't say that um, anywhere else. Wait, say that again. So um, Lorraine and the priest who's blessing the house, uh-huh. they interviewed after everything, and he said he was also slapped across the face. But the priest. Mm-hmm. So but, after it said "get out," he got slapped across. Oh, the but face. at the time he didn't say it. Yeah, it was only after. And when he, he was actually. Um. No. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. So he went downstairs and he warned the family, um, not to go into that room, but he didn't tell them about the voice or anything. Oh my god! I'm sorry. If I'm a family mm-hmm. moving in and a priest, yeah, comes down and says, "Hey, by the way, guys, just don't don't go, don't in, go in this room." I'd be like, "Uh, my questions. Why I, didn't I wouldn't you bless it. I would be like, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> like." Can you explain, please? Not just like, right. oh, okay, cool, no problem. Like, no, I'm sorry. Get nasty. No, what the fuck? Uh, so um, oh not long after he left the house, no. he became horribly ill, breaking into horrible blisters on his hands and feet, and they were unable to explain why it was happening. Like, literally, nobody was ever able to figure out why he got these horrible things Jesus. so after everything happened they were like okay well they didn't really think anything of it it was calm for like a few minutes i'm sorry i guess i can't right i would throw up all over it and then suddenly the house started to be filled with swarms of flies (laughs) okay really quick really Mm -hmm. quick just so the listeners Mm -hmm. can understand this stuff is hearsay or is it proven because i know a lot of people don't like hearing haunted stuff because it can easily just be like hearsay or it's not proven so it's hard to be scared by it or so anything. i don't think that they took pictures of it but i think that there were witnesses okay besides the family okay because they were there okay i'll tell you how long they were there after because it's kind of like okay yeah crazy. no c- continue on continue okay so um after that george began waking up every night at three fifteen a.m <sighs> he later found out that that was the time that the murders had been taken Ooh, okay. Yeah. Jesus. Um, and then Kathy began having like vivid nightmares about the murders. <sighs> Melissa, the youngest daughter, who was five, I can't with this part. Oh no. Started talking to her new imaginary friend, who she described as a pig-like creature with red eyes named Jody. Oh my God! I would throw up. And at one point. George actually saw it out of the corner of his no. eye next to his daughter. Goodbye. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, getting the goosebumps Good. right now. Toodaloo, my sweet daughter. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. I can't. Oh, my God. That's so... Oh, my God. So, not long after that, they actually found a hidden room inside of a closet, and it, like, reeked of, like, rotten flesh and, like, feces. This story reads so much like a movie mm-hmm. that I'm trying... I'm- trying to understand if like all horror movies were just made after this story right <laughs> like it's like they looked at the story and they're like we're gonna model every horror movie from now until forever right? after this exact story we've got the flies so, we've got the imaginary friends of the five-year-old like we've got secret rooms it's so got everything there actually is a like some evidence that besides obviously the murder that could also lead to so much activity besides just this murder okay which is kind of interesting because i didn't know a lot about this stuff okay so um supposedly for people who don't know like obviously this is kind of here she's here yeah whatever but anyways <laughs> so apparently when there's like a demonic presence there will be smells of like rotten flesh and like feces uh. just in random places and it's supposed to kind of warn of a demonic presence and Ooh. they would kind of find it all over every once in a while like right here right there and that smell actually led them to this hidden room that they didn't even know about 
No. Yeah. Yeah. So George was shook and decided <laughs> he wrote that down. He decided to freaking bless the house himself. He was like, you know what? Fuck this. Here we go. So he takes like a crucifix and he starts walking around the house and he's reading like the Lord's Prayer while holding that cross. I remember and this he part did of the this movie. in each room. And as they were doing this, so he's doing it with his wife. As they were doing this, they just heard like horrific, just screams for him to stop. Oh my god! Oh my god! Mm, that's <sighs> so unsettling. Yeah. So there's a reason why they made a movie after this, and like obviously this was all said before there was a movie. And I don't even think by that time there were really that many paranormal activity movies besides maybe The Exorcist. So it would take yeah, a lot Exorcist. of imagination for a lot of this too. What year did The Exorcist come out? 73? 73. Yes. like that, probably. Is my guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not the expert. <laughs> but 73. <laughs> I should be the expert. Yes. I watched but, uh, so many horror movies. So, 20 days, 28 days after they moved in on January 14th, they were out of there. They left. And they moved in. How many days? 28 days. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So, like, another thing is I feel like if this were a hoax, you would not drop so much money on a house to literally leave after, like, 28 days. Yeah, that that is the first thing that, that breaks the mold of, of, like, the typical horror movie is, like, yeah. they actually do leave. That's they That do. does prove something, yeah. Yeah, it's not like, oh, it's a haunted country. It's, like, literally, yeah. we're the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. I'll live with your mom. That should say something, too. He moves in with his mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's real. <laughs> okay, so the house had been through, like, several other families since, but supposedly... um. Like, they were not able to get rid of, like, all these people trying to come to, like, investigate, like, ghost hunters or just people who were, like, dark tourists, as they say, me. People that would have basically been us back then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they actually changed the whole address to 108 Ocean Avenue so that people would stop coming there. And then there were, like, these, like, super iconic half-moon windows they changed them to squares so that people would stop trying to find this house. <laughs> so this, so you know, it's 108 Ocean Avenue, and they have square windows now. If you're trying to find it, I got you. Got it. I got you. Thank you. Thank you, Joy. <laughs> it's so the house is still there, mm-hmm. and they still can't shake this haunted freaking reputation, which so I don't blame. It's like it. it's like not open. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't get in or you anything. can't get in. I so I was reading that the last family actually moved out. I don't think anybody lives there now. Okay. I think at one point so the last family moved in in 2007 and then I read that they were gone. I think I saw somewhere that somebody moved in like 2017, but I don't know if I just like read mm. it wrong as 2007. Okay. Um look, there was a lot of research. We're only like halfway done. Good. So I'm excited. Letting, you know. I want to keep hearing. So, um this is a quote from Kathy Lutz, who was the wife of George Lutz, the mm-hmm. people who moved in who noticed the hauntings. Quote, things of this nature happen quite often, and when they happen to families, they usually close the doors and they don't talk about it. Unless these things are talked about, they'll never be understood. End quote. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I do too. I liked it because it wasn't, it was like, people don't understand that this happens. Like, it wasn't like, oh, this is ghost. And, like, I, I really don't think that they are making it up. Yeah. Personally. But obviously, I don't know. So, Ed and Lorraine Warren were actually called to investigate the house. I think it was about 20 days after they moved out. So, the Warrens actually interviewed George. And um, 
after the priest like told George like if he went back it could bring the entity back um, even after blessing the house so he was kind of freaked out because the priest was like don't even go back for your stuff because if you go back it, like God. it will attach to you pretty much Ooh. so he called the Warrens he talked to like a reporter and the reporter actually told him like to contact the Warrens because they are known to help get rid of those things or at least kind of investigate why it's happening so this is actually a quote from a interview with Lorraine Warren about their investigation and what happened. So, quote, the case, not the house, I should say, the case itself has itself, wait, the case itself has affected our personal lives more than any other case we've ever worked on in 54 years of research. And that's a lot of places. End quote. Damn. Yeah. Um. Restarting the quote. All sorts of bad things, but that case followed us right into our own home. End quote. Wow. So Lorraine actually got odd, uncomfortable feelings the minute they got the call to investigate. Oh. She just felt something dark. She felt personally threatened to the point where she actually could not explain why she was so scared and called a priest to even come with her to investigate. Wow. Yeah. So she was like, and they had investigated like a lot of other places before this. And she's like, I didn't understand why this one was so different and why I was feeling this way. Like I would not step foot into the house without a priest there. Damn. Uh-huh. So she um, contacted one of her clergy friends to go in with her. Okay. So um, just a side note about the Warrens too is they do actually, well, Ed's passed away, but Lorraine still lives in a house um, and they have a museum in their basement. That's where they keep the Annabelle doll and everything like that. So a lot of times when they do investigations, they'll take something home from the museum or they take mm-hmm. something away so it won't affect the family anymore. Mm-hmm. They refuse to take anything from this house. <laughs> they, they have the Annabelle doll. Yeah, they but literally they won't have take the Annabelle house, but they house. would not take a single thing from this house. Jesus. So that was kind of like a big thing too which is another thing if it was like a hoax why wouldn't they take that to try to make money no like yeah they literally refused um so lorraine actually talked to the original police to bless the house the one who got slapped across the face um and the priest had actually not done any research before he entered the house and he was just saying, I was not prepared for what I found in there. Well, maybe do your fucking job. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so when interviewed, Lorraine was also asked what kinds of spirits were in the house. No. Quote, the personification of evil. She told that, unquote, she replied, <laughs> she told of the evil that followed them home the first night of the investigation. And they actually didn't even go back. They only did one night because they were so, like, oh it was God. horrible. So something started messing with them, even in the car ride. And he was like, well, what happened in the car ride? She's like, honestly, it would take too long for me to even explain all the things that happened on our way home. Wow. Because the interview was only so short and actually got, yeah, you'll see. Yeah. Um, weird things started happening to the vehicles that she just did not want to get into because it was just so upsetting and that's also like why to this day i like jumped the gun she will not talk about the case in any kind of a moving vehicle not in a car not in a plane mm-hmm. like nothing because the reporter was like well why couldn't you tell me some of these things over the plane ride uh-huh. and she was like because i it will resummon it like it can attract it back that's so creepy mm-hmm. that's so creepy oh my gosh so she was like 
wouldn't talk about it and the fear that it might awaken and um, she might be in danger. So the first night, Ed went downstairs to put um, his briefcase in his office and Lorraine went upstairs to go to bed. She stumbled across a book about Padre Pio, a saint who died in 1968, whom Lorraine had prayed to in the house and who she actually saw in spirit and they captured a really blurry picture of him Mm -hmm. but they didn't there was just so much press already they didn't want to release another picture and have people say that it's fake too you Mm -hmm. know what I mean so they actually still have that picture I didn't really look for it but you might be able to find it okay um so she had gotten the book it was in a manila envelope that she had gotten from the post office earlier that day so there really shouldn't have been like a reason that she was sent that book because she hadn't yeah. talked about it or anything. So yeah. it's kind of weird. So she's like, oh, well, this is kind of odd that I got this book. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to start reading it. So she started reading it, and she noticed that her two dogs started acting really strange, almost like they were drugged. The dogs always know. Mm-hmm. Animals always know. And it is it is like the only thing that comforts me at night because right. I'm like, as long as these cats right here are normal, right. it's like I can sleep and I roll over and I'm fine. Seriously. Oh, my God. So she began experiencing something called diabolical confusion. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Where you can't concentrate because something is trying to reach out to her. She actually got to the point where she could not move and she felt paralyzed. And she actually had a button in her room that if she pressed it, it would alert him downstairs that she was in trouble. She couldn't press it. She couldn't press it. Oh, my God. That's like straight up mm-hmm. sleep paralysis, which I do not fuck with. Nope. Right? right? No. And so, but she's like wide awake reading a book. But still. I know. So she um, started hearing the sound of somebody like shaking sheet metal really hard. Oh my God. It's like like right out of a horror movie. Yeah. So then she sensed like a whirlwind of like dark energy downstairs making its way upstairs. And it felt like it was just like sucking everything in as it got towards her. Okay, guys. So on Wednesday, um, right now it's it's Friday, so two days ago, Joy called me while I was at work, and I was like, uh, I'm at work, what is it? And she's like, I need to talk to you. She was really freaked out. So I was like, oh, God, this is going to be good. She told me that something happened to her. I'm like literally shaking already. She, okay. She's like, something happened to me when I was researching this, and I was like, um fucking tell me right now so i called her back and joy please explain to the the (laughs) listeners what the fuck is going on so i was sitting and i had my laptop in front of me i was sitting in a chair cross-legged i have my like notebook on my lap i was writing in it and as i was writing i looked to my left and i saw like a dark face just like look up at me and it was on all fours right next to me (sighs) Guys, the crawling, you know what I feel about that. I literally thought of you, like, right after it happened. I was like, she can't with crawling. And it was weird. It, like, almost had, like, these long, like, kind of elf ears. It was just, it was really creepy. I did not like it. I felt extremely uncomfortable. And it didn't even have, like, a mad look. It kind of had, like, a little bit of, like, a smile to it. And I was freaked out. I literally had to stop and start writing this as I was, like, experiencing it oh my god she's gonna read what she was writing what oh yeah that's what i um, pretty much um and when i looked up it was gone um i went to light a candle because i have this candle from salem that's supposed to like help kind of protect you and everything Mm -hmm. um but as i went to like light it the the match just blew out and like i light this candle like if you watch my streams i light it all the time in streams i don't normally have a problem unless i have the fans on i don't have Mm -hmm. the fans on 
That's so weird. Like it just blew out and I started to freak out. And then I wrote, fuck that shit. I'm too far into this to stop. And this is midday. What the fuck? When it <laughs> when it got to the oh, okay. So now I'm back into the story. Yeah, I was like not having it. I just started to get this like feeling of dread. So oh, I think God. more things as start to happen as I'm like writing more. Like this is literally as it was happening. Um, in case you guys don't know, Joy like has like a higher sense for this kind of stuff. So and like I just can't with it. It's so yeah, it's so I've creepy. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. I've like actually like seen like people who have passed on before, like from loved ones, people I didn't even know. Like it's just like kind of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of want to do a little something paranormal, but yeah. like after this, I'm like, you're I definitely don't know. the person to do the paranormal <laughs> story. <laughs> so I was kind of freaked out. I'm not gonna lie, I was really freaked out. Jesus. So okay, so when, and it's weird the part that it comes at. Yeah, like, exactly. Because literally, as I said that, it got to the part with when it gets to the doorway. I see it right before like, that dark energy. Le- I read gets to the doorway. Legitimately want to die right now. Yeah. Trust me, I want to die, too. I was like, really? Oh, my God. (laughs) So when it got to the doorway of the room, Lorraine just saw a huge black mass. Of course she did. Of course. She prayed upon God, and seconds later, Ed was in with holy water because he had just experienced the same thing. Jesus. It came down to him, too. And so he, like, booked it upstairs. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Quote, this was only the beginning. End quote. Of course it was. Yeah. God. Lorraine Warren. So then, right after I write that, my fiance Isaiah leaves the room. (laughs) He didn't know what I was writing. He was just like, oh, it's time to go see a movie. (laughs) And then, like, literally gets up and leaves. I thought, like, he was getting, like, going to come back. Like, (laughs) he didn't. And just as he left, like, I started, like, seeing things. It was almost like something would run really fast right by me. No. And, like, on the other side of the bed, it was like things kept moving. And it kept sounding like I've never really heard whispering it sounded like somebody was whispering right behind me and just then like i like my room's really small as you guys have seen if you watch my streams like there's like a corner of my bed that's right by me mm-hmm. i have a bed that's maybe two years old it's not old it creaked as if somebody sat down on it. And I was freaking out. I was freaking out. I was so scared. I texted Isaiah and I was like, you need to come up here right now. <laughs> he didn't answer. He didn't even look. <laughs> I could have died. <laughs> and so I called, I like texted my mom. I was like, I need you like right now because my mom actually sees things too. And so she gets up here and I was like, I wasn't going to say anything. I like to kind of, you know, we test each other. I was like, mm-hmm. mom, do you like, I was like, maybe it's in my head because I don't like to jump to conclusions. You know, it could be in my head. I'm, yeah. I go, mom, like not saying that there is, but like, do you notice anything in my room right now? And she's like looking around and then she looks right behind me and she goes, there's somebody right behind you. Like the ultimate thing someone can say to you. I was like, <laughs> like, no, get the hell out. I was like, I hate my life. I was so upset. Um, so, oh my gosh. Jesus. So she said it was right behind me. We like, I literally got up. I was like, no. And she's like, I'll get rid of it. And I was like, damn right you will. <laughs> so she was like trying to like say some prayers. I was just fucking out of there. And then um, I was like, mom, are you ready? You ready? And she was like, I got rid of it. And then we started walking away. And then she's like, oh, wait. And then she turns around and she's like, it thinks it can come back. Hmm. Yep. So, um, 
And so, anyways, so then we go to the movie. And then my – fuck them. So it's, like, my mom and I were and Isaiah, and we're about to go see The Grinch. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we'll get popcorn, and you can go to the movie and get a seat. So I was like, there's probably nobody in there. And they're like, no, it's fine. So I'm, like, calling Heather. I was like, Heather, I'm freaking the fuck out. She's like, hey. And I was like, oh, my God, I hate my life. And so I literally go into the movie theater. I'm the only goddamn person in the whole theater. In the whole dark room. <laughs> and I sit down. And then we kind of start talking about it. And as I leaned back, I felt it like right behind me. And I was like, okay, we can't talk about this anymore. Jesus. That's why I said that. And I was just over it. And then. That was so creepy. I, yeah. I remember I, you saying that on the phone. I like kind of felt it a few times after, but I think it's done messing with me. I don't Hopefully. know what the fuck it was. I don't think it was whatever the fuck this was. Because oh I would have probably be dead right now. But it was just really weird. Like when it happened and what it was. Seriously. I was going to draw a picture, but I didn't. Oh, my nope. God. You should have. throw up. I would probably <laughs> throw up in my face. I would literally, no. So there you go. There's a. That's why, like, sometimes when things sound like a movie, like, when things happen to me, it sounds like a movie, too. So that's why yeah. I don't always, like, disregard it. Like, but it's also fucking scary. I know. So, unfortunately, this was the end of the interview. It was all the time that they had. Because they want to interview some other actor. <laughs> and I was like, fuck that. I want to know what happens. So I went to Ed and Lorraine Warren's actual official website and did Good. more research. Good. That's why it's a little bit all over the place. That's all right. So um, then on there, with her interview with um, George Lutz, the people who moved in after the murder, mm-hmm. um, they went in a lot more depth with what happened mm-hmm. than the original website. So they all became – so. Shortly after they moved in, they started to get very, very irritable, and they would, like, constantly fight. And they were never really like that, even though it was, Mm -hmm. like, you know, family of, like, three or whatever. They didn't fight a whole lot, but it was, like, everybody was after each other's throats. Okay. Um, And then, randomly, on ceramic services, there would just be these super dark stains that would just appear out of nowhere. Hmm. Ceramic only? I read that it was just ceramic, so it could have been, like, a weird chemical imbalance, but oh, I don't know bizarre. what would... I'm not a scientist, so yeah. I don't know what would cause that. Well, I am, so let little, me... T- so let me explain. <laughs> so when the molecules... No, I'm <laughs> So I thought that was a little... Uh, yeah. Um. Then, and this part is actually in the movie, because, I mean, they do make up, like, nobody fell in a blood in, like, the basement. Like, that never happened. I want to watch but the movie again. I know now. we should. I like <laughs> the 70s version a little bit more, because... I haven't seen any other version. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Well, there's a newer version with... I don't even know who the fuck's in there. There's somebody in there. Maybe it's Ashton Kutcher. I was going to say, is it Ashton Kutcher? I think it's Ashton Kutcher, <laughs> but I could be wrong. Anyways, it's Kevin Bacon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, um, there was a green gelatinous substance, and it would just appear throughout the house Gross. so sometimes it would be like oozing in the walls sometimes Gross. it would be in cracks and Gross. like they didn't know what it was i feel like if i saw that i'd probably taste it but not oh you are lying you would not if you saw like some green jello in the corner okay maybe that made it joy <laughs> i feel like fuck? i would smell it okay maybe i wouldn't you know what never mind <gasps> shut up i she feel like get her hands and knees it. and just licks up the floor what is wrong with you I would like at least smell it. Like maybe it's yeah. jello. Oh, oh no! Why? <laughs> but like, why would there be like this super green jello why? oozing from the Thank walls? Thank you. Thank you. Why? Yeah, I would just want to know. Like, what is that? Like, oh my god! I'd smell it. I don't think I would touch it. Oh, well. Here's the thing. <laughs> I would. <laughs> That's disgusting. Anyways, um, so Kathy's health, how, uh, 
Kathy, the wife, her health began to decline, and she began to be touched by unseen forces. So she would just get, like, touched or pushed or things like that. Oh, God. George um, woke up one night and actually saw her turn into a 90-year-old hag. Oh, my Lord. So, like, he turned over, and it was, like, this 90-year-old woman. And um, the next night, the next night, the next night, he looked over and she started to levitate off the bed. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's so that's great. That could be sleep paralysis. That could be like, you know, mm-hmm. you start to freak out because everybody's like at each other's throats. There's scary things. So that might not have happened. But definitely, I don't know how you'd make up fucking jello coming from your walls. Yeah. That's like a little crazy. I don't even know if jello was a thing in the 70s. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, fuck, I'm going to foreign someone. Um, whenever they would try to call a Catholic priest, the phones would cut out. Oh my god. I would I don't know how they lost. I would just days. walk to a church. <laughs> That's true. Um, so the final night they were in the house was the worst night. There's banging and rapsing uh, rappings of like the volume of marching bands in the house. Furniture moved on its own and the children were terrorized, like by something. Um, they moved out after the twenty eight days. They took only a few belongings and um, took refuge in Kathy's mom's house, and they never went back. 20 days after is when Ed and Lorraine were contacted, Uh and during the investigation, Ed was pushed to the floor in the basement um, when using a religious, like, provocatization? I don't know how to say that word. Like a cross? Yeah. So he was like, you need to leave, and he was literally pushed to the ground. Lorraine was overwhelmed by a demonic presence, and she also kept seeing the bodies of the DeFeo family covered in white sheets, like, throughout the house. Oh, God. Um, and she was pushed back as well. And there actually is a picture, and I thought it was like, oh, this, like, picture's a hoax. I'm going to send it to you. I actually have it on my phone so that you guys can post it. They actually took a picture, and this was in the 70s. So there wasn't, like, Photoshop or anything, really. And you can clearly see a little boy staring from atop the stairs. Tell me what to type in right now to find it. (laughs) I think I have it saved on my phone because I was going to send it to you. I'm dying to see this picture. So it's a picture of what, though? It's of a little boy. Well, like, like, did they take a picture because they saw a little boy or did they take a picture and then saw the picture? So it was just a. This is from the Warren. Oh my gosh! I posted that already on the oh, account. Oh, you did? Yeah, if you scroll down on our account, I posted it, and I was like, "Oh, look at this creepy picture." So that was, I totally that was the youngest son. That was the nine-year-old son, and then that's the boy that they took a picture of. Can I just say that's the most unsettling boy, child, boy I've ever seen. It's that is the disgusting. like little kids don't really usually scare me that much. Like with horror movies about little kids, I'm like, I don't care. Like, but that is so that is a fucking creepy picture. It really is. That's horrifying. And like at first I thought maybe somebody just investigated after and this was like a newer picture, but like knowing that picture was taken in the, in the 70s, 70s like by after like it. these people. That was taken by Lorraine? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't know that. So then I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's so creepy. Um, And so here's like a little bit of the history on the house because they don't just go in. They're like, oh, like, oh, there's a ghost over here. They actually do a whole research on the history of the house, on what Mm -hmm. could have caused things, on what could be there, things like that afterwards, after they do their investigation. Mm -hmm. Um, But that picture of the little boy really freaks me out. (laughs) Seriously. So it was later discovered that there was a man um, in pre-colonial times who was practicing black magic at the time. And for some reason, he requested to be buried on that ground. Oh, my God. So, like, why would you request that, Mr. Mr. Black Magic Man? Um, Yeah. 
And his body is still there to this day. Ugh. Still under the house. God. Yeah. Straight up poltergeist like shit. Poltergeist stuff. Um, and <laughs> oh, no. I don't know how to say this. <laughs> to say it. But shiny cock Indian. <laughs> what? What? Maybe it's shiny I'm sorry. Cock? I'm sorry. Shiny what? cock. Shiny it's cocks? Spelled, it's spelled S-H-I-N-I-C-O-C-K. All right. No, I... I tr- shiny I'm, cock. <laughs> shiny cock. It looks like it says shiny cock. I'm so sorry if I'm offending anybody. But the shiny cock Native Americans <clears throat> once had a place on the land... So they once had a place on the land that the house was built on that was used to house quote house the sick and insane they actually would enclose them in there and leave them to die oh my god i hate hearing about that i hate hearing that how they treated like insane people back in and like this is something for me like was it like a quarantine like maybe it sounds like it like just so nobody else got sick but they literally would like enclose them in there to die that's what it sounds like why else would they do that yeah if they just didn't want to keep they want to keep away from society they want to yeah So the Warrens believed that the suffering that had happened on that land, like, from these people who were, like, left to die, um, was part of the reason that that dark energy was attracted to the property. And when there's a lot of dark energy, a lot of suffering, a lot of things like that, like, Mm -hmm. in the murders, it can attract demonic demonic entities. God, it's so creepy. Um, They also believed that the entity that was affecting... um, the Lutz were also um, affecting the DeFeo family as well, which could have mm. been not the only reason, but it could have been what was causing this the sun whole yeah, thing to with be the like sun, that. like wanting to get into drugs, especially because when people are really into drugs and alcohol and things like that, mm-hmm. it's almost like they're more vulnerable to things like that. Uh, yeah, I've heard that before. So the Warrens retrieved some of the Lutz's belongings and the deed and left the house and never came back. So they got whatever the Luxes needed from the house, and then they nobody ever went back to it. Damn. Um, the Lutzes had bought the house um, for $80,000, and in 2010, it was bought for $950,000. No other families Damn. have supposedly reported paranormal activity. So how they don't know why how it went away or anything, or...? So, like, I feel like, I don't know. I don't, I feel like there had to have been something after that. Damn. Honestly, I feel like there had to have been, but I feel like maybe it was, like, hush-hushed. Or yeah, like, there's, there's, like, a, a lot of questions and uncertainty after the whole Ed and Lorraine situation. Mm-hmm. So, the only, like, crime that happened there, quote-unquote, was the murder of the f- whole family, mm-hmm. that one family. Okay. God, it's so sad. And I don't know how old or new that house was. Um, it could They could have bought it after it was built, but the, like, mm-hmm. how many things happened on the land was kind of, like, a lot for yeah. it, too. Um, and I don't think anybody is living in it right now, but I feel like there had to have been something afterwards that maybe we just don't know about. Because I honestly don't believe that after that, nobody would see anything. Yeah, it's hard for me to believe that, like, so much happened in that short amount of, like, time in the 70s and then mm-hmm. nothing else. Because, like, the Warrens would go places and they wouldn't, like, always see things. Like, yeah. they're not, like, people just make up shit, like, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But <laughs> Yeah. God. Yeah. So that is the end of what I wrote for um, the 
<sighs> Haunting of Anna v- Amityville and the murders. Um, but there is a documentary on Netflix that I just didn't get a chance to watch where mm-hmm. they actually interviewed the children and they say that With like the children of the family Lutz. the Lutz, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Um, they interviewed them and a lot of them still see stuff today. Holy like it shit. still haunts them. Did they inter- okay? They interviewed them like today, mm-hmm. like not like, at, this not back recent, in the day. I think yeah. Okay, God. Yeah, like now they're adults. Like things still. I'd be haunt curious them to, to, to watch. I want to talk to the that. little girl who saw the little pig. Right. Oh, but that was that is disgusting. The most unsettling way she anybody could ex- ever explain. A and like it would have been creepy enough just that she kept saying it and like insisted, but the fact that the dad actually <sighs> saw a glimpse of it with her. Oh my god. That creeps me the fuck out. Because like any parent it's not like they just jump on they were only there for twenty eight days. It's not like mm-hmm. they're gonna jump on the idea of, oh yeah, it's a demon pig. They're probably gonna be like, Oh, she has a new imaginary yeah, friend because it's we like, just moved. It's like, like a creepy one, but yeah. I guess that's kids. Like, like it's not like you're like, Oh my god, I had a freaking flying okay, I literally had imaginary head. Like imaginary fuck friend. Imaginary head. That's <laughs> okay, so no, it's better. It, his name was George the flying fish head. Oh my god, it was a head. Oh he was, I a, thought- he was a flying fish, but it was just the head and the head was flying so it was like george the flying fish head but he's a flying fish head that flew that is so adorable <laughs> and really weird don't judge me but like i had some really fucking weird imaginary friends it's weird because i never had one growing oh, really? up i feel like i mean i just like in the minority here was i supposed to have an imaginary friend growing up i never had one it was a ghost mine was just a ghost. <laughs> it was an actual fish me. head he was a troll. He's like, let's just fuck up this child and make myself a And that's why fish. she sees ghosts and even today. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's 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 hard because I know you and I have talked about like your predisposition to feel or see things mm-hmm. a lot before. Like yeah. for people who don't know, I met Joy because I went to her to get my hair done fixed fixed <laughs> excuse me from one of her co-workers that really messed it up it <laughs> and I just kept going to her after that and I'm a very shy person surprisingly um and so I whenever I would get my hair done by her I wouldn't really talk much and she was very talkative and she would try to get me to talk and then one day <laughs> one day she brought up like that she likes scary stuff or some somehow like she brought up the fact that she went to Jerome, Arizona and she saw like the a worst thing ever. I know. She saw a ghost or something and I immediately my ears perked up and I was like, Oh my god, tell me everything. So from then on we've been like <laughs> the best of friends. But so so we've had a lot of time to talk about this because it's like our basis of our friendship basically. <laughs> the fact that you see or hear things and I know it's hard to get some people to understand that it's not something I talk about a lot no it's it took not. me like a year to almost tell her I was just like yeah I uh, don't think I'm crazy but like I saw some shit in Jerome <laughs> <laughs> tell me everything bitch but it's it's such a cool thing to hear about it because I there, there's not a doubt in my mind I don't doubt you at all ever like I but then again I am like your friend and it's I know you and hey, you didn't doubt me when we weren't like super good friends. I guess that's true but yeah it's it's so fascinating to hear about and I just yeah I <laughs> I think about when we, you and Joy and I also went to Jerome one time and 
my god we got stories guys we've got things we got all the stories we probably don't have time to talk about them but she we got there for my first literally scream out loud moment <laughs> and she started screaming i was like you saw that and she's like nope and i was like fuck <laughs> you she screamed because she saw something and then i screamed because she screamed <laughs> anyway that's for yes. another time <clears throat> So that's the end of the story, huh? Yeah. Can't tell me anymore. Can't tell me that any. Pull out my ass. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know what more. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I feel like I feel like I've covered everything. Yeah. I feel like I know a lot more about it than I did. Oh my god. Like this, like notorious haunting, but I didn't know about all this stuff with the murder. Clearly, I had it all confused in my head. Mm -hmm. Like I had no idea. Now I'm like, it's all straightened out. Now I want to watch that documentary on Netflix. I'm dying to know more. Right. Yeah. And, like, I wanted to kind of do a ghost story, but I also like all the murder stuff we did. So I felt like this was a good Ooh. way to kind of, like, dive into ghost mm-hmm. stories without diving in, like, still keeping it with, like, our it is true crime. crazy case thing. It, it definitely is true crime. Okay. So you guys can follow us. Um, I made a Twitter again. I had a Twitter for a while, um, and then I just deleted it because I was like, I don't use this. And then I regret that because I had, like, a big Twitter account. Anyway, we have a Twitter now is my point. It is at not a dream pod on Twitter and also at not a dream pod on Instagram. What are you looking at me Did like you that? Did you hear for? that? My what? stomach just growled so hard. I swear I was gonna ask, I swear to God, Joy, if you tell me you heard some demonic I I'm leaving right now. It was my stomach. I, she looked at me with these really wide eyes and I'm like, what are you gonna say? I'm so freaked out. I'm so sorry. So we have a Twitter. And we have an Instagram that you guys should already be following. So if you guys want to ask us questions or anything, just tweet at me. I check that all the time. I also, I run the Twitter and the Instagram. <laughs> Do you want me to run something someday? Yes. I'd probably fuck it up, but I'm ready. No, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sh- Yeah, Joy will hop on sometimes. As of right now, I'm like the one that made it up. So yeah, I'm like always good. checking it. <laughs> um, so, But yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Any um. Anything you want to share, any recommendations for stories or anything, would love to hear that. Um, Review, rate, subscribe on Apple Podcasts because for some reason that's like the the place to do it. And it means a lot and it gets us like more visible. So And we get excited to read them too. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We love reading them. Again, don't forget, has to be a five. (laughs) Before I was like, okay, a four and a half. No. It's gotta be a five now. Get out. Get leave. All right. Um, we will see you guys next week when I reveal. I have no idea what I'm doing next week. I, I, I don't know what she's doing either. Well, I don't because I don't know. <laughs> anyway, bye, guys. Bye. Toodles. Ciao. Ciao.